up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Lauren, why are you laughing so hard? They had to be here. (laughs) They had to be here. Together. Get it together. All right, ladies. Um, We're back for another episode. I almost feel like I should talk like this for the entire episode because this episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I want to be soft. Okay. And when I say that, I mean it. I mean like cottonelle three ply. Okay. Soft. (laughs) So I guess. I guess. I wish I could find the exact meme because it's a meme that says, don't call me an independent black woman. I want to be soft. I want to be loved. I want to be such, 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 such. Wish I could find. If y'all remember it, that's where we're going with this episode. Yes. Somebody find that meme for us. But I, not just I, we collectively, yes, you too, Lauren, we want to get rid of (laughs) Of this narrative that as women, we have to be all things to all people, that we got to save the world, that we got to be independent, that we got to do all of these things. And I, this is completely contrary to how I used to feel. If, if we being truth, transparent and transformative, okay? Go ahead, girl, because I'm right Listen, here I got a story. We used to start off episodes with a story. I got a story, Okay. I remember the year. It was 2013. Okay. I had just got engaged. Just maybe like two or three weeks after I got engaged. Was working at the corporate headquarters of a company. And I, I vividly remember the owner of the company, who I worked in our office at the time, walked in and she was like, oh, you got engaged. And I was like, yeah. She was like, Mm, so what does that mean? I guess that, you know, you're giving up your career. And I was like, what? I was like, no. And she was like, well, you can have one or the other, but you can't have both. Mm, and I what? remember, I vividly remember thinking during that time in my life. And at that point I was 25. And I remember honestly believing like, you know, either I could be like this strong, independent, career oriented woman, or I could be something else like there was no room to have both and I was very very headstrong about saying I'm always going to be able to do for myself I'm gonna be this I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be this and today I I sit here on this podcast and I tell you that I don't want to be strong and independent that I want to be soft I want some help I want somebody to fill up my car I want flowers every week all of the things okay I I am no I am a reformed Independent woman, okay, and I'm gonna lead in with that. Who want to go next? I hate that they call it soft because it's not a bad way. I think it's just I don't think it's like a negative soft. I feel like because okay, let's just be for real. Let's be let's be real real with it. Um, Black women in particular have been raised from. As a child, you knew you knew Lauren that Ayana was gonna go here. I did, but I should have checked myself. (laughs) No, come on, y'all. You have to go there. Like we are gonna be straight. You have to go there. There's a difference between there's a difference in cultures. Like I'll use myself as an example. Let's say as a a black Trinidadian girl, like we or even a I won't even say just Trinidadian. I'll say 
because a lot of African women, um, you know, even though I'm from the islands and like, let's say my husband's side of the family, they're from Ghana. There is so many similarities of how we were raised. We had at, at a young age, I had to learn how to cook. Like I wasn't like I remember at eight, nine years old, like on a Sunday afternoon, I just want to chill or Sunday morning. I want to chill. And my mom was like, no, you got to come in the kitchen with me. I'm eight. I just want to watch some cartoons. Leave me alone. You know, <laughs> because it was like, um, oh, well, you got to be raised to know how to cook. And, you know, I'm not going to have no uh, no woman in the house that don't know how to cook all that type of stuff. Right. And um, yeah, that sounds good. But whatever happened to like, why can't little girls just be raised as little girls yeah. instead of the um, oh, well, you got to do this, this, this and this. Um, like, I remember it was a trend going on um, of different uh, African, like, foreign, I'll say foreign, black foreign women who were sharing their stories on, I think it was like TikTok and Instagram, where they were like, you know, like, their whole family depended on them with certain things, or um, uh, some girls even sharing, like, their dad, like, oh, you know, he... Well, this one in particular, it was white women, black women, everybody was sharing it. And I remember one girl was in particular was saying that her mom went out of town and her father was like, oh, well, your mom's out of town. So I am depending on you to take care of me while your mother's out of town because wow. you're the next woman in the house. I mean, women do it to men. No shade, mm. no tea. That's true. Because... I don't feel like as much as men do it to like with the way I'm saying, I'm saying the way women are raised, like I can we're agree with raised, the way women are raised for we're sure. raised to be the strong, independent. You need to learn how to do this. You need to know to do that. It's like you're raised to be a wife and a mother at a young age when why can't you just be raised to be a well-rounded young lady? You know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be to where, oh, well. I'm making sure you like so many. There are so many young women who never had a childhood because they were raised in a manner of, well, you got to learn this, this, and this at a young age. So, you know, I guess that, I guess that's why it's hard for me to receive it. And I'm glad you mentioned childhood because it, of course, made me reflect on mine. And, you know, from you talking, I guess I was just privileged enough not to have that occur during a child, as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have, you know, I had, I had a, up until the age of 10, my grandmother was alive and she loved to cook. Like that was just something she loved to do. She loved to bake, but it wasn't until 30 and I'm 30 now that I decided mm -hmm. to pick up a baking pan to actually bake yeah. something. But so, grandma <laughs> but and was, mom didn't make you go in the kitchen with them and be no. like, oh, you got, you gonna learn how to make this cake at 10 years old. No, they never did that. I was always, my childhood was always very like creative. And I, I think it explains kind of like where I am now and the career choice that I have. Like my parents bought things like that, 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 um, encourage art or like music or things of that sort. But I never, like, as you were talking, I was like, I never had the occurrence where my parents forced me to say, Hey, come in the kitchen and, and watch me cook this. My mom trying to do it now when I'm 30, but of course, like I'm 30. So I'm like, sis, uh, it's not no. happening. <laughs> right. You missed your window. 
I love, but I love the, I love the fact that I have a choice, like to your point, Ayana, I love the fact now that I have a choice in it to say, there are some days where I look and I say, oh my God, I would love to know how to cook that. And so in those instances, I'm so grateful that first of all, I have my mom there where I can say, Hey mom, could you show me how to cook? And it's a different experience, you know, when you're not forced to do it versus when you Mm -hmm. actually have a sincere interest in it. But Mm -hmm. as you were talking, I was just like, maybe that's why I can't like relate to it because the times where I, I think I have found my independence or I was being an independent woman. It was because I wanted to, it wasn't because it was like my parents forced it on me. Like, girl, you better like, it was never that. And I think I'm gonna be real with it. I think it came the way it came. It was because I saw other people doing it. Like, you know, as a child or in my, in my college years, I saw all these other women that were just like, yeah, girl, you better get it. Or it's, it's not going to be there to get. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm going to get it then. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so grateful. Like, you know, to hear you, hear you talking about it. I'm so grateful that my parents were not the type of parents that really mm-hmm. like force that on us. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing they would force us to do is clean our rooms, but we barely did yeah. that, you know? <laughs> No, like it was (laughs) it a lot of it's the stories of a lot of foreign children, like the way it wasn't just cleaning your room. You was cleaning the whole house. Mm. Then you was then you were you were cooking. Um, I didn't have any younger siblings, so I didn't have to take care of anybody younger than me. But I've heard stories of, oh, well, you're taking care of your younger siblings. You're the constant babysitter. You're that like the it's male and female you know because i have heard stories from some men too like they never really had a childhood so they were forced into that independence at a young age and then even going into let's say dating um one of the things the biggest argument that i see um especially between black men and black women is you know black men are saying that oh black women don't accept them and blah 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 and all of that And black women, their biggest thing is, well, I'm not here to save you. And Mm. some black men's expectations are, well, I'm coming with all this baggage and I'm expecting you to help me. And black, some black women are like, no, I don't want all that baggage. Like I, why can't you like, they're looking for therapists when it should just be, Hey, um i'm a whole person you're a whole person yeah let's be whole together exactly yeah i think i think it makes me think of like what you all have said and i know ayana you've said it i know sharday has said it repeatedly is the and i definitely see it in you all's relationships is that you all are so blessed to be in a relationship where your partner your your husbands they actually like you <laughs> and they actually love you. And so I think when you actually like somebody and you actually love somebody, you do things, you find yourself doing things just because you're expressing your love for them. And I've, I'm going to just share, I've been in situations where I've realized in a relationship, this man don't like me. Mm-hmm. He don't he he don't like me because if he liked me, the response would be different. If he liked yes. me, if I asked him to do this this one thing, it wouldn't be any backlash the way mm-hmm. it is. I'm not saying all the time that if I ask something, it has to go my way. That's not what I'm saying. It's the way that you respond to what I ask or how yeah. you respond to how I ask. So I'm like, this man don't like me. But there are certain things that I've seen, you know, Ayana, you ask your husband, Sade, you ask your husband, and they just do it because and some things y'all hadn't even asked. 
They just do it because they love you and they and they like you. And my yeah. thing is, I feel like in those instances, I think what black women <laughs> are realizing in, in situation is, first of all, when you talk about being soft, they, they, black women realize their value. They realize mm-hmm. how they want to be loved. And so when they find a, a man that cannot love them to that capability, mm-hmm. then they're like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> and I th- it's crazy. I never thought about it until now when you were saying that is I think that's why it's so much resistance even from black men coming now of this whole thing of what do you bring to the table? Because they're seeing that black women are like, you know what? I'm not taking all this mess. So they're trying to come with their thing like, well, I got my requirements too. And it's like, that's nice. That's it, I, I, that's not even necessary. Like, I, like how about we just work on ourselves? Like, I work on myself. I become mm-hmm. a whole person. You work on yourself. You become a whole person. We don't have these outlandish expectations of each other, and we just come together and build together. You know, yeah. and and that's why it's like, like the title says, I want to be soft. Like, I don't want to have to. Like, why should? Why, why should we go into different relationships, whether it be romantic relationships or friendships? Why do we have to go in with all of these? It's just so much just to like, why can't, why can't friendships and relationships be like when we were five years old? Hey, you got a toy. I got a toy. Let's oh my gosh. Yeah. For real. Like just simple. No, really. It. Like, why can't it be just so simple? Like you seem like a nice person. You do too. Let's hang out and get to know each other. You know, that's where that softness and that, 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 that delicacy comes in. And then it just being so just, Oh, like this is, this is effortless. This is, this is, it doesn't have any baggage or any weight. You know, I feel like, uh, when I think of soft, my new revelation is exactly what you just said, Ayana. There's no pressure. There's no, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to come to the table with, with everything that's already here. You already see it. We're not having no mm-hmm. more conversations over here. Yeah. Oh, you see what you like. We're moving forward. Yeah. But, um, you know, my new revelation of, because I used to in the past, similar to Lauren's response about the word soft, be like, oh my gosh, I'm not soft, I'm strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but there really is no issue with being soft and there's mm-hmm. strength in you being soft. And the beauty is that's just how we're wired. I am not a man. I have no desire to be a man. I have a desire to be with one, but I don't need to take on and be the strong, independent whoop de whoop. If that's what the Lord has allowed my husband to be, then I'm going to surrender and relax and be soft and let him do it what he's doing you know for so long my independence obviously came from watching my mother be the superwoman you know watching her do it all see it all be it all and I didn't have a father in the house so it was like oh okay and she made it look so easy that I just thought that's just what it was you know like I can be strong I can do this that's what my mother does you know that's that's easy so mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's culturally passed down and you mm-hmm. don't realize it. And mm-hmm. just like for a long period of time, I bought into the whole narrative that all men are just like this. That's a lie. That's not true. A lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not only are we experiencing it, like just within your family, whatever you see in your day-to-day lives when you interact with men or women, but you have a whole nother culture or society trying to paint a picture to you. I'm black. So, you know, I hate this using the word, but white media can't tell me what a black man is because I experienced them family-wise, mm-hmm. you know, friendship-wise, all these other things. So mm-hmm. you're constantly 
taking in information, realizing what you need to do with the information, and then you adjust. So for years, it was just taking in information. This is what's going on. This is what they men like. This is, and it's like, what did the Lord say? You gonna yeah. be? Mm-hmm. I think to all of y'all's point. For me, I see soft in two ways. One is the relational way, which I think that we've been talking about. And I think kind of like a mix of Dolaren and Ayanis, I didn't grow up having to do much, but I grew up with an understanding that I had to be more responsible than what I felt like my brothers had to be. So being strong and independent meant my mom saying, okay, you need to understand you know, how bills work and you need to understand how this works. And you need to understand that if something happened to us, then you the one that's going to be in charge. And just all of these things where it was more of an understanding that you're the responsible one, that you have to look out for everybody else. And I think that, you know, to, to Lauren and Ayana's point that puts you in a position as a child where you feel like, well, I'm more responsible than him. You know what I mean? And so I completely identify with that space, growing up in that type of a mindset. But then I also feel like in terms of I want to be soft, just this transition as I've gotten older in a workspace where it's like sometimes as a woman feeling a need to have to assert myself a certain way to be heard, to be understood, having to be more um, almost demanding or thinking five steps ahead of counterparts, you know, to be respected as a woman, not wanting to appear like I'm lackadaisical or like somebody can walk all over me because I'm in a position of leadership and really saying, okay, God, I want to be soft. I want to be able to really um, identify with people on a level where it's like, I can understand what they're going through, not just as you know, a director or a leader, but like as a person, like I don't want to see people as numbers or just, you know, whatever, like Lord, show me how to be soft, but not also be in a space where I'm walked all over. And I think that that's where I'm at in my life now. And also in my marriage, just saying, you know, releasing control and allowing my husband to do things that, I've been groomed to do growing up, wanting to be able to allow somebody in to like help me with whatever it is, whether it's from like a business standpoint or whatever, but understanding like I'm not by myself anymore. So I don't have to do everything by myself. So I think one of the things I want to say to like the points that you all are just making Um, Number one, I didn't look at it from the perspective of outside of a relationship, number one. So I can see a a Black woman saying that I want to be soft because I definitely relate to everything that you said, Sharday, especially like in a workplace. Um, But what I was mentioning, like in regards to a relationship is that it's it for me, it's like I want to be and my prayer is that whatever relationship God allows me and that he joins me with. I just want the freedom to be because every day I'm not going to be soft. 
every day I'm going to be safety while you're talking. Like, I want to be be safe to be, I just want to be like, you Mm -hmm. know, and so for me that surpasses being soft. Like, you know, some days I want to be loved, then love me. Like if I want, if I want to be a little bit hard and like, babe, I'm about to handle this, you know, (laughs) let Mm -hmm. me do, you know what I'm saying? If if it makes sense, let me do, you know what I'm saying? Or if I want to be software, I just want to relax. And I think that's, I feel like when I hear the cry, through black women, I think that's what they're crying about. It's like, I want to find safety, like what Ayana said, or, or what you say in Charday is like, I want to find safety in a, in a place or in a relationship space where I can just be. Because mm-hmm. if you, if you just be honest with yourself, we're not always going to be the same, mm-hmm. especially black women. You know, we are, we are just beautiful beings, you mm-hmm. know? And then it made me think about the fact too, that a conversation that we had earlier in, uh, in what later in 2021, where we were talking about how God has actually wired us as genders. You know, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want about, about the genders, but I'm saying God has wired women with wisdom and God mm-hmm. has wired men with the level of knowledge. And so what I mean by that is that there are certain things as women that we will intuitively think about mm-hmm. that a man will never have the capability to think about just because of the way we're wired. Mm-hmm. And so it it does come with the responsibility, whether, and I understand us saying, Hey, now I'm gonna need you to come up to a standard because I don't have, what if I'm not feeling my best today? I want to know that I can actually rely on you, you know, but I do believe that as women, God has gifted us with a level of responsibility that sometimes it is, it is, a. a Sometimes it can be a lot to handle, but I think it doesn't negate the fact that you have that responsibility. And it makes Mm -hmm. me think about like Jesus Christ here on earth, because I was like, you know, Jesus was so many things. And it makes me ask the question, like, did they deem Jesus as soft? Did they, did they think that Jesus was soft in, in, in his actions and what he did? And, you know, I don't have the answer for that right now. And I know Jesus was a male, but, you know, or I, or I asked myself even about female characters in, in the Bible. I was like, okay, um, was Ruth soft? Like, you know, was she, was she considered soft? You know, so I'm, 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 it makes me, y'all know I love to ask myself questions, but it makes me question a lot of like, you know, figures in the Bible or characters in the Bible. But ultimately mm-hmm. I wanted to make the point that, you know, I just want to be, and I know you can't, I think the beautiful thing about relationship is that you have that freedom to be like outside of a relationship when I'm with coworkers or if I'm meeting people for the first time, I know I can't be, Mm -hmm. I mean, you will, you will love to be, but number one in my being, I am giving so much of myself. I know I can't me personally. I know I can't give all that to you at one time. I have to know that I am safe um, or am I in a safe place? to be what we say, truth or transparency. Like I have to, I have to know that I, that I can gift you with that because ultimately Mm -hmm. it is a gift for me to be, or it is a gift for me to release that guard down. Yeah. Yeah. One thing uh, that I thought about, like um, when let's say some women, like let's say some mothers saying that they want to be soft or they want to be, they want to feel safe or they want to just kind of release the load. I thought about like, um, there are days where let's say if I'm not feeling too great or, you know, it's that time of the month or whatever, and I'm like tired and you're, I know for me personally in my household, if I am not feeling my best, I can lay down with ease and know 
that the rest of the house will be taken care of because Sylvester knows the ins and outs of our household and how to take care of our girls, how to dress them, how to, I've even taught him how to do a little ponytail, <laughs> like those different things. But a lot of women are not afforded with that privilege. And so when it's like, I want to be soft, those are the desires that um, just bringing in the mom aspect that some women, moms and wives, or even just single mothers, they want that, that, that little part of, I want to be soft even in that area, because um, you would be surprised as to how many relationships and marriages or, and even, you know, the fathers, they have no idea anything about their children. I remember seeing, I think it was like Jimmy Fallon, they were doing like some street talk. And the clip always comes up on social media. It's from like a few years ago. And they were asking different dads, like, what are the date of births of their children? And they had no idea. What? They had no idea the date of births. Or uh, what's your child's teacher's name? They didn't know. Uh, what's your child's doctor's name? They didn't know. And like, it, it really opened my eyes because I was like, wait a minute. Like, so are y'all really, y'all really, it's crazy how many single moms that are in marriages. Like, <laughs> <coughs> no, for real. Like, it's, it's crazy. And, and those are things that we, we, you know, unfortunately we need to address as well. And it's like, it's, it, those type of things, honestly, it, it really hurts my heart because it's like, when we're talking about, I want to be soft, unfortunately, there are a lot of women who are not afforded those privileges, even in relationships. So that's why it's like this topic, when I, when we talked, when we said it, I was like, yeah, definitely, because those are the different aspects and the, the different, I guess, um, scenarios or whatever that's going on that it's, it, it, it's a lot, you know? As a woman, yeah. as a black woman, it's a lot. Like there's so much on on our shoulders that it's like, whew, where's yeah. the relief? You know, yeah. where's the relief? So I, I think I think that can go into a bigger conversation about like family dynamics and like mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Because you know, you were talking and I was like thinking, I was like, did my dad know my dad? <laughs> like I was thinking of things like that, but when I when I when I thought about it it made me think about my parents and their dynamic. Mm-hmm. And my mother was very much so the career woman mm-hmm. um, where she worked a lot. Um, she, and she but didn't really wait. do. But wait, hold on. The way you talk about your daddy, I know he was involved. So I ain't. Oh, absolutely. That. But that's yeah. the point. That's the point that mm-hmm. I'm making. It's like, yeah. it's not, I don't want to say it's the opposite because it wasn't, but it was like my mom, we knew that my mom was the career woman. Like we knew that, mm-hmm. and my dad had his career too, but we, but my mom was like, she was the one that she came home with the briefcases. She came home with the casework. It was like, you knew like mom, mom was working and mom, mom, like, you know, mom liked it sometimes when mom was like, Hey, I need to work today. So, and we knew that dad was mm-hmm. like, okay, he was the one we could joke around with and like chill with. And, and he, and he would be the one that was sometimes easily available. And like when I got into high school, especially when I got involved in like cheerleading, daddy was at every game. 
Like mm-hmm. he was telling me calendar, like what was on the, on the, on the list. Mom <laughs> was like, let me know when senior night is. <laughs> Cause I'll show up to senior night. But you know, it, like, like I said, it, it makes me think of like family dynamics. And mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of goes back to what like Pastor Taffy was saying about gender roles. Sometimes it just mm-hmm. changes where some people mm-hmm. just, you know, in a certain season, I got you. In right. another season, and, I'm gonna pick you, this up and I got you. You know, <laughs> you know the dope thing though that I just thought about? That was like your dad being that person for your mom, that was her soft. Yeah. She was the go-getter. Uh, that's her, I get it. Like yeah. that's her thing. Like that's that's what drives her, like that drove her in that moment. She wanted to be the career woman and all of that. And he was that support for her to be able to be that person. So the whole thing of I want to be soft is I, I want the support to be, like you said, to I be whoever I want to be. Yeah. So, yeah. That and that, that that is honestly dope with the dynamic of even your parents' relationship because you don't hear that a lot. You right. know, yeah. or if you hear it, people try to down it. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, that's well, dope. Yeah, I think that can go on to, um, I mean, I think that could be a bigger topic because a lot of parents, uh, there are a lot of families that are, they have, um, they're not joint households. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to, in that instance, you have to find the balance of, okay, now what works for mom and now what works for dad. And if mom is married, you know, to bonus dad and dad is married to bonus mom and then what that looks like or if mom mm-hmm. and bonus dad have kids and you know mm-hmm. so that's like I said that goes into a whole bigger topic of like family dynamics and what does that look like for each person I think I was in a blessed position because I had both parents in the household where number one I can hear the con- I can hear the conversations I can hear dad say uh well I got a meeting today mom say I got a meeting but we're going to come to a conclusion as to who's going to take Lauren to the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. or, and there's been instances where like mama may not have made it to the doctor's appointment, but she can, she knew that she can come after the appointment, especially if I got like a shot or something, she'll make sure she was there. Once I got my shot to see how her baby is looking, you know, after the shot. Mm-hmm. So even little stuff like that, you know, like I said, it goes back into like family dynamics and what yep. work best for your family. So, Yeah. But <laughs> I want I think it's important for us to discuss how did we come to this conclusion about women being soft? And we were of course talking about black women, but um I wanted to I mention was, give it I was talking about all women. Oh, oh well all women. Okay, so let's let's just talk but I think there's definitely a delineating <laughs> I think that there's a line and there's definitely differences in culture. <laughs> but when I'm starting the conversation, I'm talking about because I'm not just talking about in the household relationships, I was talking about like career wise and just all of the facets. So, but go ahead, Ayana. No, because I just, I think the biggest thing that I just wanted to really say with when I talk about Black women, it's not like, because I feel like it's always like a thing of, um, oh, well, here she goes. And it's like, that's not where I'm, I'm not trying to go in like a negative aspect. When it comes to black women, I'm just saying like me speaking as a black woman and then me like being involved in black women uh, conversations and different things like you. I am highly sensitive to different things that black women are going through. So I'm going to use the example of black women when it comes to things. 
you know, the when I heard I want to be soft, that was the biggest thing that I hear in black spaces, especially with black women, is I want to be soft because black women are viewed as they have to be independent. They have to be strong. They're the ones that are the head of the household. They're, they're not supposed to be stay-at-home moms. They're supposed to be working nine to five. They're not supposed to be, if you're a black woman and you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a, a, a wife who is married to somebody who's rich, who's rich or whatever, you're considered a gold digger, all those different types of things. It's so many stereotypes on black women. So that's why I use the example of black women wanting to be soft and being, um, I guess, looked at in that manner. Like it's okay for black women not to be independent, not to be the strong one, not to be constantly the one that has to keep everything together. So. And I, th- I thought that's why it was important to talk about the inspiration behind the episode, because it was based off of a black woman, which yeah. was, you know, Molly off of East, off of Insecure. Um, the whole, you know, basis of this conversation was stemmed from the fact that we saw on the last episode, her really release um, just that hardness and allow herself to be soft. Um, and so I think that that's important, you know, and, and nothing to negate the fact, you know, and like you said, it all women go through this. It, but I will, right. to Ayana's point, there, first of all, it's more relatable for me because I'm a black woman. Um, not that I don't sympathize and empathize with all women because I know all women, especially nowadays, all women <laughs> have to deal with something. Yeah. But I know, I know yeah. that as a black woman, sometimes our experiences can be a little more complex um, and, because it's, and, and I agree with that. I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, because first of all, I know I can speak for myself. Like you going into a workspace, you don't see a lot of people that look like you. Then that's an additional pressure. Then you're trying to be, you're trying to be <laughs> the best be that you can be in front of all these people. And like, that's an additional pressure. And then like, I'm going to be real. There's a stigma that sometimes I deal with, with not trying to be too ethnic or trying to be too ghetto. Like you don't want to be deemed as the ghetto black girl. Like that's, that's a, that's another thing that's on, you know, that's a pressure that could be applied to yourself. So like I said, it's, it's tough sometimes just trying to be, because if you're in a group of your friends, you can be whoever you want to be. I can say, girl, what's up? And you know that I'm not ghetto, but you know, that's just me having a uh, light banter with you, you know, just to say, Hey, how you doing? Um, but you can't necessarily do that sometimes in those spaces. So I get what I, I get what both of you all are saying, but I get what I is saying is saying as well. I want to share this really quickly because I was going back and forth also, like just with my personal brand girl secrets about like race and how I identify and how I speak and the Lord was able to share with me like one you can't be afraid to have those tough conversations or if we're going to say we specifically we're talking about black women it is what it is because for one there are you know people of other races and other cultures and other ethnicities that genuinely don't know what it's like to be us so we're authentic and we're sharing that perspective the right people hear us correctly you know what I mean? Like the grace that is on the ministry that we have, which is this podcast, will reach the people that it needs to reach. But realistic, realistically, there are a lot of listeners to your point, Lauren, that experience what we experience. And so they need some sort of outlet that's biblical, that's going to point them in the direction of the word, that's going to give them the correct example.
examples. And then also for those that aren't exposed to how to deal with black women, when they listen to the show, guess what? They get a different side of what we go through and it's genuine and it's pure and it's based off the word. So I don't even think we should put any pressure on if we say black, don't say black, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. God created us and he breathed on this podcast. And clearly what's said is for somebody that's listening. So we hope that you all took something away from that. And I think anything worth having sometimes is a learning curve. And so it's not, it's not just, you know, all on them with us. I know I've had some learning curves too, you know, with colleagues and certain things I just did not know. Like, especially I'm going to use, for example, when I studied abroad in China, I didn't know that there was like restaurant etiquette, like certain things you can't even do, you know, with your eating utensils because it's offensive. And so I, I think, like I said, with anytime you're exposing yourself to something new, it's always a learning curve. So to Denise's point, I appreciate people who are tuning in, knowing that you do have four beautiful black women on this podcast that's going to talk about black things. (laughs) But you're going to get blackness too. (laughs) All right, ladies. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. I think when we come back, I guess we can discuss just different ways to really lean into being soft, especially if that's something that at this point in your life, you're having an issue with. So we'll be right back after this. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, we are back. Uh, We are talking about I Want to Be Soft. And uh, for the last few minutes of our podcast, we're going to really, I guess, talk about ways of, you know, releasing those things, being soft in different areas of your life and um, going from there. Who wants to go first? Mine's super short. For me, it's saying no. You have to ever you said what now? The elaborate. <laughs> um, I think a part of being soft is realizing that everyone's problem is not your problem. And that being soft sometimes starts with saying no, praying to God and really asking him, am I assigned to this? And if he says no, then your answer is no, I can't do that. I can't be there. I can't help you. I can't do it for free. It's, it's a no. And being graceful about it and not feeling bad about it. But I feel like being soft also not only means being safe in relationships to be vulnerable, but being safe in your own skin and in identifying with making room for yourself to be able to relax, to be able to decompress, to not feel overwhelmed by things that are not your your job or your duty to do so i start with saying saying no for me well um i was gonna say surround yourself around people who allows for you to be soft and i would specifically say people of um the male species. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I say that is because I went through a period where I had to be strong and I had conditioned myself um, to be strong. And so there was just 
there was literally an undoing that I did to myself. Uh, all the work that my dad had already applied, I kind of lost it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I allowed for things to happen in my life that I should not have, should not have allowed for. But um, all you have to do is recondition your mind to understand that those are things that I will no longer accept. And that in order to be in my life, especially in a relationship place, these are things that you're going to have to do. And so what I'm speaking of specifically is like being a gentleman, you're going to have to do that. Um, Opening my door, you're going to have to do that. Um, Pumping my gas, mm -hmm, you're going to have to do that. (laughs) You know, so it's like things of, and and like you said, um, Sade, being okay with saying, this is what you're going to have to do. And if a man says that I cannot do that, then he just said he's not the man, you know, for you and being okay with that, you know, and I will even say, don't even don't dwindle in it. Don't say, well, you know, we could just be friends. Mm, No, because even as my friend, you're still going to have to do that. If we're out and I'm at a gas station, you're going to have to to do that. (laughs) Right. You're going to have to do that. So um, I would just say, first of all, knowing what you want. I think that was a big problem for me. That's why I lost my way is because I lost what I I lost what I wanted. Like I, I lost the knowledge of saying this is what I want and being able to call it out and identify it like concretely, you know, not necessarily explaining you, but telling you like, hey open the door like you know (laughs) like describing it in detail this is what I want and literally calling it you know for what it is and just being okay and being solid in that don't be soft in what you want you can be soft about anything else but don't be soft about about what you want know what you want and don't back down from it because there is a man that's willing to do it if he likes you if he loves you and he really wants to be around you and be within your company so for me i think i'm gonna say um two things once is recognize the opportunity to be soft sometimes i think we automatically assume that you just gotta be hard and gotta be tough speaking um for me always having like a leadership position or management or whatever like when it comes to dating you can turn that off like that's for work if that's the role and the responsibility and the you know where you are you know you can you can be soft and be safe at home you don't have to carry work home essentially um and two like what has helped me over the last year and a half it's been my family really you know group chats with my brothers and just different getting a genuine male perspective on how i am and i didn't realize i was as hard as i am and so you know and it wasn't an easy pill to swallow to have somebody tap me and be like sis no you know what i mean like i know you're smart i know you're beautiful i know this but this is not what you yeah no so my other advice would be to find like lauren said some safe male um comp- not companions but men that can speak into your life and point you in the right direction uh i think for me i'm gonna talk to the moms um because what what everybody said was like really good so i'm gonna go on the mom perspective um you do not have to be the all the things for all the people including your children um there is it's it's very much a super mom superwoman complex that happens a lot um in different spaces where if you're a stay-at-home mom if you're a working mom or whatever it it can be a lot of pressure um from society to be all the things for your children 
for your husband, for everybody else out in the world. And you don't have to. You can very well be selfish. Being selfish is not a bad thing. You know, people have made, um, they've made it to where you have to be selfless at all times. And no, you don't. Um, You do not have to give, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're on empty in every area of your life, especially as a mother, you can't, I can't raise my beautiful daughters being on E. So I have to fill myself up with the word. I have to fill myself up with, with love and with, with just everything around me and appreciating just everything around me and life in general. Um, before I can even, I have to be whole in myself before I can even pour into two beautiful young ladies that are being raised by me and their father. So um, you do not have to be all the things to everyone. Um, you come first. You come first. Because um, I hear a lot of times, oh, the kids come first. No, they do not. <laughs> you come first. So, um, and that's okay. So that's, that's what I'll say. I loved what Ayana said about filling yourself up with love. Like pouring it on thick, having mm-hmm. positive self-talk. I think that that was so good. Um, I hope, ladies, that if you're listening out there, that you really got something today, especially if you feel overwhelmed with needing to be hard and tough and independent, that, you know, maybe you walk away today being a little softer. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add? Nope. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in today. We hope that there was something that said that's blessed you. We pray that if this is your first episode, that you continue to kick it with us. Um, Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret No S on Twitter. If you want to talk about this further, if you have some feedback, feel free to send us a secret letter to at Save, no, to Save Girl Secrets at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. As always, we love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.